forever. Dog. Dingo bells, Santa kills. Really? <laughs> this week on the podcast, R.L. Stein's Silent Night 2. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses trashy teen horror. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we're returning to R.L. Stein's Silent Night trilogy with the second installment, mm-hmm. Silent Night 2. Mm. That is a terrible tagline. Yeah, really bad. Wow. It's also a straight up lie because Santa is not involved in the slightest. Santa is in a dream. Yes. And then she runs into a Santa mannequin. It's- does not count. It's not enough. This, okay, I have a lot of thoughts about this book. I wish I had more, so I'm glad that you have. Well, they're mostly just takes. <laughs> they're not mm-hmm. like, so one is Reva, girl. She? I thought you would be better than this. I mean, the degree to which she reverses back to form. One step from forward, Silent two steps night. back. One step forward, five steps back. She seems like an even bigger bitch. Yeah, she's really mean. She's really, it's so annoying because I went and I scanned back through Silent Night to remind myself. Yeah. And she really started to gradually learn in that. Mm -hmm. And then in this one, right back and then no growth at all. None. Also, um, she... It, it, there was a part that was okay to to R.L. Stein's credit. There was one part that was funny, like because she was such a bitch, people couldn't kidnap her. So I thought that, that was, was pretty funny. funny. <laughs> um, this book is unlike any other R.L. Stein book we've read. This is different. How so? It just felt like it wasn't. It wasn't like who's the killer? We know who the bad guy is the whole mm-hmm. time. True. Except for Pam. There wasn't really a twist. There was a hint of a twist with Pam. Yeah. But then but it didn't really pan out. We're even in their heads, the bad guy's heads. And it kind of just seems like a very just sad, pathetic. Att- like your eye personally. It was the saddest kidnapping. It was <laughs> like. Bad. It reminded it reminded me of some 80s movie with kidnapping. Like um, Ruthless. What is that Bette Midler movie called? They kidnap Bette Midler and she's like such a giant pain in the ass that like that's where the comedy comes from the whole oh. time. Like ruthless people or... I don't know. It. That might be the title. But the 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 two bad... The main two bad guys aside from like the third wild card are these teens that are poor and they want to kidnap Reva to hold her for ransom and become millionaires just like in the movies. That's something that Diane keeps saying over and over again. And it, it was like their dynamic was very like natural born killers, Bonnie and Clyde, but like bad at being, but like being not crime. at all. Yeah. Like that, that's what they were going to be. for. Yeah. yeah. But they were so bad. Really bad at it. Like my really favorite bad. was the contact lens. The scene. Contact lens scene. That's the scene where <laughs> Reva is such a bitch that they cannot kidnap her because she won't come out from behind the counter and it's, help Diane look for a contact lens. So like they come into the to the because they know that Reva works behind the perfume counter, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, well we'll just 
cause a scene, get her out from behind the perfume counter, and then steal her away. So uh, Diane and Press, short for Presley because he looks like Elvis Presley. Because his real name is like what? Patrick? Peter? Yeah, something. I did not care. Who even cares? Who gives a shit? So they're like, they're like, uh, Diane like throws herself on the ground and she's like, my contact. She's like looking <laughs> she's for it. Truly screaming that over and over. And then they're like, ma'am, can you please help us? And she's like, um, I'm on break. <laughs> she's like, you should dye your roots. Did anyone tell I you? Know. Her thoughts are so bitchy. So mean. Paul Nichols. That's his name. Paul Nichols. And then his brother, Danny. Danny. Ooh, terrible migraines. His migraines <laughs> make him want to murder people. They do. He has really bad migraines. He has really bad migraines in which it like, seems like something go more is home. going on. Something's going on. Like, <laughs> I think something more. This is like a psychosis, like a. Yeah. Like he's got a split personality he, or he something literally trying to break through. sees red. It's like. Um, Everything turns red. It's like the Ray Bradbury story we read for public domain theater oh. where it's like whenever he closes his eyes, oh, yeah. two different armies are <laughs> clashing. Ah! <laughs> for context on that, sign up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash teen creeps. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but secret ad, secret ad. But yeah, it, it is that where it's like, he's like, Oh, my headaches. And then he like becomes violent. <sighs> he, he, <laughs> He's terrible at kidnapping because the second they bring him in on the plan, yeah. he's like, we should just kill her. Do you not know no. how kidnapping works, the, sir? Take some Excedrin. Yeah. Calm the F down. Yeah. You can't just kill somebody right off the bat if you're trying to ransom them. The the sheer amount of um, ineptitude that was occurring on behalf of the kidnappers. Mm-hmm. So first they're like, we're going to kidnap her um by making a scene and she'll come and this is before danny gets involved mm-hmm. or no danny is involved he's waiting outside he's the getaway driver not until later but um oh so he's not here not the contact lens not thing. he's not there not yet okay i don't think no, no they involve him there. after the fact i think no he is there because he's pissed remember he's like fuck what am i even here for oh okay and then he's like we should just kill her and they're like no because <laughs> that's not do you even hear yourself right now? Because the first thing they do is that, oh, he they try to kidnap her and she's not at work. Yep. Because she just decides not to come to work. So they're like, mm. oh, no, no, no. The first time they kidnap her is when they go to her house. Oh, right. She's and not the in dog her bed. attacks him. So he chloroforms the dog. I hated that he chloroformed the dog. I hated it, but I'm really glad he didn't shoot it. Me too. And then he goes in Reva's house. Yep. Trips a silent alarm. Mm-hmm. goes into her bedroom not there she went in early <laughs> she went in early so then they're like okay then they're like we need Don- Danny yeah bring in Danny Danny's like idling in the car they can't get her to come out from behind the perfume counter so they're like mm. guess well not. <laughs> guess we're just gonna give up and they- then my favorite thing is that press manages to get himself arrested for getting in a fight and so then he's gone I know almost the r- whole rest of the book oh my god the fact that he's gone and that Diane and, Diane and Danny are trying to pull it off. Guys, it's not good. It's really bad. Both of them are very bad at crime. Um, That's the point when they accidentally kidnap Pam. That's okay. the third attempt. <laughs> so the third attempt is they're like, we have to kidnap Reva. We know what she looks like. She's tall, skinny, has really short red hair. They, Danny throws a jacket 
over the head of a woman in the stock room in a stock room and like pushes her down and then drags her into the car and then when they get back to the safe house which is just their apartment yep they realize it's the wrong person so they cannot it's pam, pam with long blonde hair was long blonde hair does not look anything like reva no but it's because he was experiencing one of his migraines at the time. And I don't, I actually don't think Danny's ever seen her. And then Pam or, and then Diane was like pretending to look for a contact lens. So also didn't know what yes. she looked like. Press is the only one who knew what Reva looked like. Yep. And then, so all this whole time too, Reva is like sensing that there's this guy following her. He's like, he wears sunglasses and he's kind of handsome, and we're led to believe that he's maybe press, but it's not press. Nope. So just keep that in mind. Yep. Then, wait. So, oh, so then they have Pam. So they have Pam. They call Reva's dad. That I felt bad for Pam here. I felt really bad for. Well, but he didn't. They never did even try to ask Mm-mm. the dad for money. Actually, That's so they're true. like, we have because they didn't know who they had yet. That's true. We're like, we have your daughter. Give us a million dollars. And the dad's like, what are you talking about? We have your daughter. No, you don't. What do you mean? She's sitting next to me. <laughs> and then they're like, hmm. Okay. Well. Oh, hmm. Hmm. Thank it you. it turns out, it's Pam. Bye. Yeah, so they just hang up. It is Pam. They they ask they then ask Pam who she is and she's like I promise you he's not going to cuz Pam is his niece. Mm-hmm. I promise you he's not going to pay for me. So they didn't even try. Yeah. And she right off the bat is like he will not pay for me. And then throughout the rest of the book is like mm, poor me my uncle wouldn't give them That's ransom true. money. It's she like Pam like you didn't pay. even let them. You don't know what they would have done. She doesn't stand up for herself enough though. No. So then um we're like, oh man, what's going to happen to Pam? Is she going to get hurt? And then Reva is like talking with her dad and she's like, man, maybe I feel a little bit bad that Pam's scared. Oh, well. And then like notices like a bag on her driveway. And she's, she's like, mostly using Pam's kidnapping to try oh to God. continue to hook up with Pam's boyfriend, Victor. Who is extremely handsome. Who is extremely handsome and dumb. And who, just because of the past few books we've read, I was like, by the end of the book, when the attractive FBI guy was chasing I thought after it was them, him. I thought it was Victor. Me too. I and was I was like, like oh. oh, is it going to turn out that like Victor was an undercover FBI agent? Yep. Me too. Watching out for this store. <laughs> <laughs> the Dolby's department store. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe it had something to do with that elevator. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the elevator. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, so. Embezzlement Re- going on. Who knows? Reva is like kind of experiencing PTSD from the past, the events of the past book, but not really. And then she's like uh, visiting her dad in the office. And this is at the beginning of the book. And she's like about to get in the elevator. And he's like, no, don't. They're broken. So don't go in them. And she's like, okay, remember that for later. <laughs> <laughs> remember that for twice later. Yeah, for twice later. So then uh, Reva's like, oh, my God, there's a bag on the. Okay. Yeah, that's right. She's having a sexy date with Victor. And then Victor's like, I am worried about Pam. And she's like, oh, why aren't you worried about me? I was so scared. I was the one who's supposed to be kidnapped. Meanwhile, Pam is MIA. MIA. And then she, she sees like there's like a bag on the 
driveway and so she opens the bag and Pam's inside. She's like, oh my God, Pam's dead. Pam's not dead. That's the point at which Reva turns into a person again Mm -hmm. and actually gives a shit about Pam Mm -hmm. because nothing is real unless it's right in front of Reva's face, I guess. Yeah, I guess nothing is real unless it's literally life or death. Life or death and happening in front of her. In front of her eyeballs. Yes. If she can't view it with her eyeballs, is it even happening? No. So, I mean, she, yeah, she's such a narcissist. She sucks. So then she's like, oh my God, Pam. And she's like, ooh, I'm glad that Pam was so messed up that she didn't even notice that Victor was here. Ugh. Yep. Um, and then la la la, Pam's like, which by the way, the second that Pam was like, do you want to come over? I was like, mm, she's bad. Yeah. Or not bad, but you know. Here's what I didn't She got get. turned. She, I know that she has like a vendetta that she wants to do against Reva. A very short-sighted vendetta. Yeah. Yes. What I don't get is that why she didn't just promise and then not deliver on the promise and call the fucking cops. No yeah. one ever decides to call the cops. Also, you could have delivered on the promise but all, not also have been kidnapped again. Yeah. <laughs> if you want Reva to be kidnapped, you don't then also have to be kidnapped again. Nope. You didn't need to be part of the deal. Mm-mm. Reva forgives Pam so quickly, though. <laughs> so quickly. Yeah, I think she's like, she's like, well, I was really shitty to you, I guess. The pendulum swings, though. She's like, I guess I had it coming. Like, because I cheated with your boyfriend? No. Yeah. That's too far. Yeah. I And also, like, there, there, I was glad that Pam had other grievances other than the boyfriend. Because at first yeah. I was like, ugh, this is just going to be. But then she was like, no, like, and you've always taken advantage of me and you don't even care about me. And, like, you made you forced me to take that shift in the stock room and I wouldn't have gotten kidnapped if like you didn't make me take your shift like you always do and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. That being said, I mean still no mostly matter, about Victor. Yeah, and also like no matter how you feel about someone being kind of a shithead, like just say you'll sell her out to them and then call the cops and then you can just be a bitch to her for the rest of your life. Yeah. You don't have to actually have them be kidnapped. Just the illusion of kidnapping. Yeah. So. And why did they believe that Pam was going to follow through on it? I don't know, And then know, why dude. did she? I don't know. It It is crazy that they somehow were partially successful, considering yes. how bad at everything they were. They were almost fully successful. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for elevators. And secret FBI men. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> This one was boring. It was pretty this boring. This was really boring. It was really boring. Because it was like literally just like following these. Uh, dum-dums. Dum-dums. And then following Reva and her being a bitch. She's a cap C cunt, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Just because she was so heartless when Pam got taken. Yeah. The if fact it that weren't she made for that, her. I'd say lower C cunt. Yeah. Maybe even cap Q for me. Until she was like literally like did not care that her cousin got kidnapped and was trying to hook up with her cousin's boyfriend and was trying to make the kidnapping about her. Yeah. That really kicks it up a level. Yeah. Or two. Well, it's really like, it really um like bothers me a lot when people make like someone else's tragedy, like a badge of honor for them or like a, yeah. Like when people are like performatively, the- 
tragedy tourist. Yeah. I really hate that <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I think I like judge Reva pretty harsh for that. As she should be. As she should be. The hammer's thrown. I am. I can't really. You, you never really know what's in a person's mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how you're feeling about her. But I get the sense that you are feeling an appropriate level <laughs> of animosity. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, the. <laughs> so then uh, they have her captured. And they're like, it's her and Pam. And then Pam stupidly yells out about how she's like, well, you have to let me go. Like, I turned her over to you. And I'm like, what are you doing, Pam? They're like, no, we're not going to do that. And she's like, crap. Reva didn't ever have to know about Pam's involvement Mm -mm. ever. Mm -mm. So then they just like, oh, this is the other thing that I was like, wow, they are so bad at kidnapping. They never wear masks. No. They're constantly just barefaced. And they keep using one another's names. It's and crazy. every time one of them uses a name, the other person will be like, Don't use real names, making it extremely obvious yes. that it was a real name. Even though yes. <laughs> so when they don't use real names when they kidnap Pam the first time, mm-hmm. she gets back and she's telling Reva about it. She's like, No, they were really careful. They really knew what they were doing and they didn't use real names. And then the second time they are saying their yeah. each other's names constantly. Yeah. Like it gets to a point where they're like every sentence like more so than like you and I say each other's names. When almost and we talk never say all your the time. name to you. I know. Humans don't do that. No. But they're always like, press, come over here and stand next to Danny. Yeah. What <laughs> are brother. you thinking, Danny? And it's like, you, could, you you wouldn't say that. Diane, do you want some ketchup hamburgers? <laughs> Di- ketchup hamburgers? Wait, were they eating ketchup hamburgers? She is giving him shit because he's putting so much ketchup, ketchup. on his hamburger. Okay. You're at a barbecue. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're serving hamburgers. Uh-huh. Or cheeseburgers. What do you put on yours? Ketchup, maybe pickles. Nice. You? Um, lettuce, tomato. For a backyard barbecue one, I like ketchup and mustard. But mm-hmm. if I'm getting a burger at a restaurant, I don't like mustard. Yeah. Um, and cheese. I get cheese. Yeah, I would have gotten a cheeseburger. Yeah. In a perfect world, mm-hmm. I would also want a slice of tomato on it. Mm-hmm. But so often... You go somewhere mealy. and the tomatoes are not good. Very bad. Very mealy bad. tomatoes. I like a very sweet tomato. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're saying everything is top of the line. Okay. Then it, then I'm adding a tomato. Adding a tomato. Yeah. Um, Great. Glad to know it. Uh-huh. Okay, what if you get a hot dog? What are you putting on it? Well, I used to put ketchup and mustard. Mm-hmm. And then I was told recently that you should not put ketchup on a hot dog. But you listen to that? You should just listen to your soul. I put ketchup and mustard on. Well... It was Mike, and he's from the Midwest. He's oh. from Chicago, so I can only assume that's that he knows best. That's a Chicago dog, though. That's a Chicago dog. Well, that explains there's many why different types of dogs. It's such a strong opinion of his. Yes, so and we went Chicagoans to are very particular Portillos. About, oh, Portillos, and they there was no. Mike was like, "Do not put ketchup on that." It's like, oh, okay. I see, because he wants you to get the full Chicago dog experience. Yeah, maybe that was why, or he was afraid that people would judge you. Chicagoans are very particular about how Chicago food is to be eaten. 
I would have gotten away with it, I feel, because we were at the Portillo's in Bueno Park. Then you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Um, yeah. I, I've actually heard that, too. I've, I've heard people be like, you shouldn't put ketchup on a, on a hot dog. I think that's a popular thing. Like People don't think ketchup should go on hot dogs. I'm very into ketchup and mayonnaise on fries now. Love ketchup and mayonnaise together. Mm-hmm. I love like um, a Thousand Island too. I used to hate Thousand Island. Used to be firmly disgusting, disgusting, hate Thousand Island. But then I learned, guess what, dumbass? That's basically burger sauce. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess I like it now. Isn't that what In-N-Out essentially Yeah, uses? isn't it like ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise and relish? Yeah, I don't know. I bet it is. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's how boring this book is. That's how boring this book is that I'm literally asking you what you would eat mm-hmm. on your hot dog and hamburger yeah. at a cookout. Okay, what are some other what are some other getting to know you questions we could take from this book instead of talking about the book? Okay, there's a huge, huge tray of crudite. Okay. We're going to do power rankings of the crudite. Okay. There's, it's all raw. Cauliflower. Okay. Snow pea. Okay. Broccoli. Mm-hmm. Celery. Okay. Carrot. Ooh. All raw, no dip. All raw, the dip is ranch. Hmm. nothing fancy. It's like literally one of those things that someone buys and then peels it off and right. everything's already ready. Okay. Celery with the ranch. Yeah. Cauliflower by itself. Okay. No ranch. Also, you can power rank them. Carrot so ranch. Who, who is the weakest? Broccoli is weak. Broccoli is weak. Fuck broccoli. I do not want to eat some fucking raw, raw ass, ass broccoli. broccoli. No it- Thank you. I Why also, do they keep putting those in those veggie packs? Also, I'm going to tell you something right now. Mm-hmm. Every morning at 10 a.m., someone, I'm going to call them out, on El Rey Nation in the green room would open a big-ass crudite with raw broccoli. So guess what it smelled like? Fucking farts. Raw broccoli. Raw broccoli. Raw broccoli does not smell good, guys. No. It's very bad. I'm going to say another thing that might be shocking. Okay. Baby carrots mm-hmm. fucking suck. I, Baby carrots are garbage. I don't like carrots. So it's, I, I don't. Full full carrots are so much better mm. than baby carrots. Baby carrots. Why are we tricking ourselves? Are, the are only cut, good, Well, baby carrots are just tiny squished carrots. No, they're not squished. They're, they're just tiny cut. squishy little carrots. They're usually, yes, they're, very bendy. They're bad. Whatever processing they're going through mm-hmm. where they're just like cut down into little Carrot bullets mm-hmm. makes them worse than just full carrots. You know what I think? This is going to be my Cooked hypothesis. Carrots, not steamed, but like roasted yes, carrots. Yes, I like a roasted so carrot. Good. Very much love a roasted carrot. Mm-hmm. Um, or a carrot that's like in a... Did you Now, here's the difference. Yes. I don't enjoy a steamed carrot plain. No. Who could? Give me a stew and there's a carrot inside. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. Because it tastes like the stew. Yeah. Um, I hate, hate, hate raw carrots. I think it's the mealy consistency that occurs. It's all fibrous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't like it. Like a string. No. But we've talked about this. Love carrot juice. Makes me fucking hyped. Yeah. Because of all the sugar, I think. Is that why? I don't know. I get fucking crazy. It's all that beta carrot. More like, (laughs) (laughs) I get crazy. (laughs) I remember you said that and so then I bought carrot juice to drink in the morning. Did you get crazy? Um, No. But I also didn't have like an insane amount. I it. usually drink a lot. Like I get those big <laughs> Bolt House Farms ones, those big ones. Oh. And I drink like half of it. I'll have like six to eight ounces because mm. I don't, it's like, 
it's fibrous. Kind of too sweet. It's like, eh. yeah, no, it's it's sweet. It's very sugary. Um, it's not great. Cauliflower is great. Love cauliflower. Steamed, raw, yeah. Roasted. Roasted is obviously the best. Roasted Roasting is the best. Vegetables, the best way to cook them. I also bought cauliflower Duh. flour, mm-hmm. and I've been making cauliflower pizza dough. Hmm. So basically, you just take cauliflower flour, mm-hmm. and you mix it with like eggs and a shit ton of cheese, <laughs> and then you pat it really flat, and then you uh-huh. bake it, and then you just put your pizza stuff on top. Nice. It's, I do not think healthier than regular pizza dough because it it's is just not cheese. It's keto. It's a gluten. Yes. And it's not as carby. And it's, it's low carb. Carbs. Which I try to cut my, I try not to eat too many carbs because it makes me sluggish. Um, I am like, for whatever reason, anything that is like specifically not, that is specifically gluten free, mm-hmm. like, but not naturally. Mm-hmm. Makes me sick. Interesting. I wonder if it's because they like do you not like whatever is it rice, like flour rice flour or like whatever, tapioca flour. Maybe whatever people are using to hold that shit together mm-hmm. makes me vomit. I wonder if you'd be okay with cauliflower pizza crust. You probably would be fine. from California Pizza Kitchen. I can tell you, no. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, store bought or like the ones that are pre-made, they mm-hmm. add um, tapioca starch and all That's that. That's what I'm saying. Is whatever yeah. gets added to it to keep it together. Yeah, because no the one good. that I made... If I was just making it myself, it'd probably be fine. Yeah, because the cauliflower flour is 100% cauliflower. Mm-hmm. And then just cheese and eggs. Yeah. So it's... Which I'm the, all about. The texture is not like pizza. No. It's basically like you're just eating a pizza flavor. I need like thin a food item. plate to put sauce on and eat. That's what exactly <laughs> what... That's exactly... It's a vehicle for the toppings of the cheese. And yes. The it's, a ve- but it's if you want to eat the vehicle. I... Found a recipe today because I was losing my mind because mm-hmm. I was like, I want pizza. Uh, and I am really into, and it's like the most white trashiest thing, but they're so good, is like blank soup, pizza soup, taco soup, <laughs> lasagna soup. <laughs> so good because I love soup. Uh-huh. I used to hate soup. You used to hate soup? I hate certain kinds of soups because they're boring. Explain. Um, Or elaborate. So... Uh, like say I'm at a diner mm-hmm. and they're like, your sandwich comes with super salad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what kind of salad or soup do you have? And they're mm-hmm. like, uh, it's um, chicken noodle or like squash. Mm-hmm. I'm like, pass. That's mm-hmm. really boring. And just, I would rather have a salad. If it's a minestrone or a tortilla soup, sign me up. I, I have the only place I can think of liking chicken soup at is soup plantation. Here's the thing, Soup Plantation, we've connected on Soup Plantation. Mm -hmm. In another episode, when the book was too boring. Wow. Uh And here we are. And here we are. I, I, but I've turned around on soup. Uh, Here's the thing, separate from, it's it's like white soups I don't like. Like Mm. Thai soups, Vietnamese soups, Japanese soups, I like those. Chinese soups. But like a creamy soup, no. I'm just not, like it just is boring to me. Granted, I will. I'm. I'm. I usually eat whatever's put in front of me. I'll just eat it. So I, I'm not like I'm not going to eat that. But it's just I'm not interested. Then, um, there's something about like a church basement meal that I really like. That's like <laughs> just like like I I was in Montana a couple years back visiting um, my grandma before she passed, 
And I was at this little cafe and they were like, taco soup. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, that's nasty. And then I ordered it. And I was like, damn, that's good. Because <laughs> it was just like, it just tasted like chili, basically. Like, right. It's it like was broth chili. Meat and yeah. And like tomato cheese broth and, and cheese. Cilantro or whatever. Yeah. And you could put sour cream on top. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like chili. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So then I was like, I'm in. <laughs> um, and then front of the show, Ryan was telling me about lasagna soup, which is basically like a tomatoey based broth. Mm-hmm. And then um, you uh, you saute uh, sausages and vegetables and you put those in. Mm-hmm. And then you put mozzarella cheese on top. Mm. And it has like, you can use pasta noodles if you want. I was going to say. Yeah. So then that I'm like, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> I would eat that. <laughs> you want it to, you want to tack on the word soup after what is already a meal. Mm-hmm. For an American soup or like a white person soup, mm-hmm. you know what needs to be there? What? Cheese. For me. Certainly Cheese. helps. It helps a lot. You know what I love? Mm. A vegetable barley. I like barley in a soup. I like I a like stew barley a type lot. thing. And yeah. then barley in soup, mm-hmm. really good. Really like barley in a soup. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I if, love the slight chewiness. If, someone sa- if, if I say, what's the soup? And someone mm-hmm. says, vegetable beef barley. Yes. I'm like, uh oh. Soup, soup's on. <laughs> uh, soup for one, please. <laughs> I'll have a soup and cancel the rest of the order. I'm into it. I Say love, no more. I love a barley. I love the barley mm-hmm. in there. Beef barley. You know what I don't Beef like? Vegetable barley. And this is controversial because we live in California, which is very health conscious, but I fucking hate it. Quinoa. <gasps> Why? Too small. <laughs> too small i don't like it's it. too small i don't trust it i don't trust it it's too small i don't small. trust it it can get too many places it's, it can where's it gonna go <laughs> everywhere i don't everywhere like it. it can it's sand i it is i, I love quinoa detest. i'll make detest. my um like my wolfgang puck mm-hmm. hearty garden vegetable soup mm-hmm. and i'll just add cooked quinoa to it disgusting give it a shot cannot give it a shot you know but you know what's crazy you though? haven't even had it yet Kelly. i know here's i'll try it okay I'll try it because it isn't a soup. It's different. <laughs> I, I hate it. Yeah, you like things in soup. I do, but I it's too small. I, I oh, do I love quinoa. Now, I know that this is contradictory mm-hmm. because it's going to be, I'm going to say it and you're gonna, your first word's going to be like, but that's small. Uh-huh. I like cracked bulgur wheat in salads and stuff, but it's also small. Well, yes and no. Mm. <laughs> it's different. I see what I see what you're saying. There's more chew to it. Mm-hmm. I don't like... It's a little more like a barley type situation. The The fact that quinoa has those weird little like white things that curl around the outside. You know what I'm talking oh, you about? You mean it's crown? <laughs> That's what I just decided to call them right now. It's crown. The little ring. Yeah. The it looks ring. like the poo-poo that you take out of a shrimp. <laughs> it's like a disgusting little ring. It gives it a little bit of a chewy... Yucky. A chewy thing. <laughs> I can't. Mm. It, I'm not going to force you. Here's and here's the other thing. Call uh-huh. me crazy. I have ordered quinoa. I like. I I do order it and I do eat it. I just don't. I just, it's just suspect. It's too small. It is too small. Now I'm going to tell you the perfect ancient grain. Okay, farro. I was about to say beautiful size. Farro, nice big, nice. I bigs. took one cooking class <laughs> one time. Did you cook farro? And we made farro. And I Did was you like, like it? this? Is great. Yeah, it's like rice. Yeah, it was really good. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. You know what I I just bought some instant of from uh, Sprouts the other what? day, risotto. 
Love a risotto. Mm -hmm. Love a risotto. Mm -hmm. Similar size. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love a chewy grain. I, I do. And you know what I also love? And this is kind of a cheat because I think it's pasta. Couscous. Love, love couscous. Love couscous. Well, po- what is pasta if not a grain? Yeah. It once was a grain. <laughs> I bought this pasta that's made from 100% Humble chickpeas. Isn't that crazy? Chickpeas. Mm-hmm. And you would think it tastes too garbanzo It doesn't. Hmm. So I made a masaccioli, also known as what we know as baked ziti. Ah, I see. Yeah. Made a big tray of it, ate almost all of it. <laughs> it's like for family. <laughs> did you did you have yourself a complete cookie after? <laughs> oh my God. Guys, ugh, <laughs> I am tight in the stomach right now because I ate an entire complete cookie <laughs> and I thought that the fiber amount was what was listed, but it's serving size two. Mm-hmm. So I ate like 50% of my daily value of fiber in 10 minutes <laughs> and then all day today, I've been like rocketing around Los Angeles. <laughs> and I came to Lindsay's and I was like, I'm not well. I had too much fiber. I don't feel well. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to unbutton my pants. Go for it. I don't feel well. I ate too much fiber. I'm sorry. It's like, and now it's at the point where there's the tightness, but nothing's happening. I hate that. That's and there's the no worst relief. part. No relief. Oh. There's no movement. It's nothing. It's just tight. Sharp pains. Yes. And like, mm. like a watermelon, like that. Like if I yeah. hit my stomach, it's like, pop, pop, pop. It sucks. It's not a good place to live it's in. It's very bad. Yeah. It's, I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. I don't regret it because I am doing a thing. Um, I'm shooting something that I will be able to talk about later where I had this idea that I was going to lose weight in four days for it. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to eat this complete cookie. Oh, cute. And I'll just <laughs> shit myself skinny. <laughs> So here I am, very uncomfortable. You're already so thin. Thank you. How much thinner could you get? I wanted to be like defined. I wanted to be like, like not Kelly, thinner, but Kelly, I wanted to be like Kelly. You know what I mean? That Strong. Complete looking. cookie is not going to make you look cut. It is. You'll see. I'm gonna take a monster dump tomorrow and emerge looking like Camille Nanjiani. <laughs> look amazing. <laughs> All right. Well. We'll see who is right and, <laughs> and who is wrong. And who is Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> who is right? Lindsay. And who is wrong? Yes, Kelly. I know. I know I'm wrong. <laughs> Look, I regret it. And you know what? You're was, a fit lady. It was stale. Ooh. So it wasn't even That's worth it. It's a shame. What flavor? Snickerdoodle. Oh. Which is normally one mm-hmm. I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk the complete cookie flavors. Okay. Lemon poppy. That's the one I usually go I for. love that one. With any like 7-Eleven mm-hmm. packaged cookie. Yep. I'm going to go for a lemon poppy. Lemon poppy's up there. I tried the double chocolate the other day. Pretty good. You know what? I don't really like complete cookie. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They're not that great. No, they're like flavored dough without the like sugary, buttery goodness. Well, here's the thing with them. It's they not have really a cookie. It's not a cookie. It's like a round. It's um, item. Like, it's like kind of squishy fluff. It, but it has that it's texture. Like a pillow. It has that You're texture like though. Protein. That like pillow. bad. It seems like it was boiled because it's like very consistent throughout the whole. You know what I mean? Like there's uh-huh. no crispness. Uh huh. So it has that like kind of gross but satisfying texture that I personally like, but I can see is like off-putting it's just like a bad meringue yeah like a just an 
eggy. Here's the thing, though. No egg. They're vegan. (gasps) So they have that vegan cookie consistency, which I enjoy, but Mm. is... It's it's that it's not specifically vegan cookie, but it's like mass produced packaged vegan cookie consistency mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, this is a health item, but they're not yeah. that good for you. It's like fake health. It's fake health. It's because, like 90s health. Yeah. Because they're also really, really high in calories. Yeah. Um, I guess that's what like Kumail will pound that before yeah, he's going to sure, the gym. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like if you're going beast mode. You're going to yeah. like chomp down on that and then like, like I got to get my cows get some massive gains. Is that the, <laughs> you gotta get the lingo massive gains? Is that the Probably. Lingo? Dude, I got I had Dude. some massive massive gains. Put some HGH in a protein shake. Yeah. Massive gains. I um I don't drink water. I don't drink water. Massive I gains. Only drink muscle milk. Do you remember when muscle milk first hit the stage? No. I just remember it being there. It was just sort of always there mm. for me. I remember when it first came into my world mm. and I was drinking it a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what I brought to school every day <laughs> for lunch in junior? I'll say ninth grade. Okay. What? Insure. I, you know what? I was going to say insure. <laughs> so you had that for your meal? Yeah. yeah, I would have that for lunch. I remember kids doing that actually. I had that for lunch, and then on Fridays, I might have like a Pizza Hut personal pan pizza. I remember those Pizza Hut personal pans. Because they'd be in that little like kiosk window thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the little cafeteria half door. Oh, my Somebody God. Somebody would stand there selling those personal pan pizzas. Okay. Yes. So I need to tell you about... <laughs> this is going to be so <laughs> gross, but whatever. So my cat, Smokey, uh-huh. he, likes to, familiar. he likes to eat like food that's not for cats. Uh-huh. He'll like jump up and steal it. And we're sure. not, we're trying to not have him eat human food. Um, but he like got into something, I guess, because I was sleeping. What a rascal. He's a rascal. I was sleeping. <laughs> and he took a shit so stinky. <laughs> this was like down the hall in the other room. Took a shit in the little cat box that was so Stinky. It that, woke you up. No, that I was dreaming <laughs> about chili burritos. <laughs> then how could you know that that's what caused it? Because then I woke up and I was like, chili burritos. And then I smelled the air and I was like, what the fuck? Ew. Yeah. I know. Ew. I know. Chili. He like exercised a demon in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's really gross. Uh, really gross. Uh. Because he didn't even bury it. He just like left it on the top of the sand as a gift. More like, I think he was like afraid. He like pooped and was like, oh no. And like ran. <laughs> He's like, I can't. I can't. I can't. This is I really can't bad. Even. Like, you know, um, this is not my jurisdiction. Okay. So then uh, let's, because now I think we've been talking more not about the book than about the book. Sure. And by I think. You I mean, know, because you're watching the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Because we talked about the book for 15 minutes. It's just it's so boring. It's really boring. Um, like, okay, well, so let's say how it ends. It's like so, right? I'm trying to think of like a memorable passage I could read. Not well, one I'll of my favorites. This, I'll say this. Victor is not white. Yeah. Victor Diaz. Mm-hmm. So there we go. So, hey, the hottie mm-hmm. of the book. Not white. 
I do feel like oftentimes though, men of like Latinx descent are often sexualized, especially when paired with a rich white woman. Well, I will also say that like, it doesn't say anything about him being from like exactly. the wrong side of the tracks. Or that doesn't mention his skin or, color at all. Yeah, she just says dark. Mm-hmm. But then she like describes his hair and that he has like. And he has soulful eyes. Soulful eyes. Okay, so let's say at least how this ends. Yeah, so it wasn't. My my last thing I'll say on that is it wasn't fetishizing. No, 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 no. His not whiteness. Yeah, that's good. So mark in its favor. Yeah. Um, Reva fake learns a lesson again. Yeah. Um, so they get free. There's no Foxy is Rob moment. No, no. And Rob is Foxy. They get free. They're running around in the department store because the killers or the kidnappers take them to the department store. So they're being chased by the three kidnappers Mm -hmm. and, um, Danny falls down an elevator shaft because guess what? Elevator. Elevator. It's not working. One of them. What's funny, though, is that Reva tries to arrange for Diane and Press to fall down the elevator, but it just works. It's It's, just a working elevator. Yeah, because only one of them is broken. And she goes, oh, I guess they fixed it. (laughs) And then Danny falls down the elevator shaft, and she's like, oh, I guess they didn't. Yeah. And then... Who comes up the working elevator? Hot FBI guy. Mm-hmm. Who is not Victor. <laughs> Who's not Victor. And so what's his deal? That he was just investigating the kidnapping. Oh. And then, like, noticed something about Reva being gone. Oh, and Reva's arm gets broke. Oh, yeah. that's That was exciting. That was exciting. Um, Let me look for when the FBI guy just shows up all of a sudden the man in the blue sunglasses introduced himself as agent barkley we'll have to get we have to get you both to a hospital he said solemnly we'll radio for your parents to meet you there a few minutes later reva and pam sat in the back of a large gray fbi car as agent barkley drove to shadyside general i just don't understand how you knew where to find us reva said Agent Barkley turned to flash her a modest smile. Some of it was modern technology. Some of it was luck, he replied. Huh? Come on, tell me, (laughs) Reva insisted. Your phone in the house has a number revealer on it. Oh, yeah. So it's just revealer. Call waiting. That's not what it's called. Or whatever. Caller ID. Did he just not want to look up what it's called? There's no way somebody's like, oh, I bought a number revealer the other day. Yeah. Was it like that it was so not common that they didn't have a name for it? I don't know, but it... Because he had to explain it. She got it from the phone company. So, you know, the readout that identifies the phone number of the person calling. Yeah, we got it from the phone company a few months ago, Reva said. Well, when the kidnapper phoned your father to ask for the ransom money, the phone number of the store flashed on. So we knew right away that they were holding you at the department store. But it's a big store, Reva said. We could have been anywhere in it. That's where the luck part came in, Barkley replied. Yeah. Yep. He just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And then ta-da, everyone saved. It, in a different book, because it would have been a pretty common trope for it to be like, who's this mysterious person? Oh, red herring. And then, no, it turns out he's an FBI agent. 
it both would have been more interesting and not because it's so common in these books. But instead for it to be like, I noticed him once and then there he was again. Yeah, it was not it's enough. It's so fast. It didn't feel satisfying when all of a sudden he showed up to save them. Yep, I agree. So, yeah. It could have been fun if it was like they enlisted Danny, but Danny was like reformed and went to the police about it and then was like in yeah. on it. That could have been fun. Lots of kudos with this. I don't know. I'm trying to find ways to dress this story up. <laughs> Let's take on a pig. cute hat. <laughs> yeah, put put lipstick on this pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone's fine. Great. Yep. Yep. I just wish there was more meat on this bone. Yeah, there isn't. But that's okay. It's fine. We talked about a, a, almost everything else in the world. We got really... I would say that we learned a lot about each other, mm-hmm. about ourselves, maybe, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. crudita, which I wouldn't have known what to call that. Oh, crudite. Crudite. Yeah, spelled C-R-U-D-I-T-E-S. So crudites. When you've seen that, uh, it's crudite. Crudite. Mm-hmm. I would have said veggie platter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will continue to say veggie platter because inevitably I will probably go to say crudita again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is crudita something? Is I don't that know. a sound? Not like fully. I feel like dita. I'm yeah, getting. Dita. From, I'm borrowing from yeah. something else. I don't know. I just know that crudite also like will include like like it's not just like it includes a little bit more than a veggie platter. Like a lot of times okay. it'll be like special dips, not just like. Ranch or blue cheese. Okay. But I'm sure there are many fancier versions than I have known. Um yeah. But um I guess that's the book, man. Yep. That'll that be is it. Is the book. Uh I would say you don't have to read this one. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> is indicated by our lackluster discussion. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. There's nothing even Close to iconic as the pranks Rob slash Foxy was pulling on Reba in the first book. Yeah. Seriously. It's, it, you can't follow She just up. keeps almost getting kidnapped, having no idea. Yeah. Doesn't even know. No idea. It's very like Mr. Magoo. Yes. It's situation. like she keeps, she keeps going like, I'm going to get on that plane. And then she like walks off a plank. Off yeah. A, onto a submarine. Off, yeah. Onto a submarine. She's like, great. Found it. <laughs> um... Well, uh, next week, we are covering New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. Get it? Yeah, which we got from a listener. This is really this awesome. Our, our unboxing video. Yeah. Um, if you want to support our show, uh, you can follow us on... Um, wow, I don't know where... That's all right. I've got this one. Thank you. Hey, if you'd like to support the show, you can uh, donate as a patron on our Patreon, patreon.com slash teencreeps. There are many tiers and different types of content there for you. Uh, and one of our tiers um, is our Patreon producers. So we uh, thank y'all by name. Thank you, Ashley Fritz. Claire Moore. Danny B. Emily Pooley. Julianne Hannes. Karen Lewis, Kelly Burns, Christina, Landry Desmond, Mandalay Wolschlager, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Molly Marks, Rogue Kalahua, Sarah Jaggers, Sasha Gibson, Sydney Bollinger, Victoria Beck, and Wendy Bartos. Yay! Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for the support. And 
If you would like to support the podcast in another way, you can leave us a review, rate us and review us on whatever podcast app you use. And you can set your settings to download automatically because then uh, our numbers are more reliable. Yes. Um, also, if you want to... Uh, uh, shit, I don't know what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, we are at Teen Creeps Pod. Oh, also, I wanted to, because I, I found her name. The listener who sent us that book was Sue. Thank you so much, Sue. Thank you, Sue. Um, and that's what we'll be covering next week. And we've received that book in a box that she said um, used to <laughs> house um, lube mm-hmm. because she works at an HIV prevention mm-hmm. clinic, I believe. And um, we were like, never would have noticed. And then I was breaking down the box to recycle it and a little packet of lube fell out. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty magical. It's pretty magical. Thank you, Sue. So thanks for the lube, Sue. Yeah. Um, so many gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you uh, for everyone that's a patron and everyone that's left us a review. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. That's it. Keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.